welcome back to another episode of the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill, and uh, once again, I am so excited to be here with you. And in a moment, we will be sharing today's awesome guest with you. But before we get into that, let's take a moment to be fully present right here, right now, and your power, because this is this is where you can create the most. This is where you can be fully present. So let's shake off yesterday. Shake off yesterday and whatever that means for you. If it means two years ago, if it means 30 minutes ago, whatever it may, may mean, allow yourself to release it. Release it. Call back your power into this moment, knowing that you are fully, you're fully in your power. And it's just, it's just a gift you give yourself. So, okay, I'm rambling now. I hope you allowed yourself to tune into that and feel into that. So grateful to have you here. I'm going to go ahead and start with a quote to start our show off with. We're going to start with a Wayne Dyer quote. Doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. Doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. That quote is filled with so much. We've got doing what you love. We've got having abundance. And I'm going to throw in your life, the quality of your life. Are you allowing yourself to do what you love so that you can experience greater abundance and all of what that entails for you? Okay, we are going to be talking today with an awesome guest about achieving financial abundance. I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit about her with you before I bring her up on screen. So today's awesome guest is Susie Carter. Susie Carter is a profit coach who was once a low-paid hairdresser trying to support her two little girls. When working for someone else became a challenge, she decided to do whatever it took to create her own business. After much blood, sweat, and tears, Mixed with cheap mascara, I love her sense of humor, she went on to create not one, but two $10 million companies. Her core genius is the ability to simplify complicated issues by creating simple, proven systems that are guaranteed to create dramatic growth for any company. She's now helped over 100,000 entrepreneurs increase their revenues by more than 3,000% and has worked with top business moguls, including John Asraf, Lisa Nichols, Steve Harvey, Doug Carter, and Paul Mitchell. And her newest book, which we'll also be talking about today, her newest and 10th book, is titled Power Your Profits, a bulletproof start-to-finish plan for taking your business from startup mode to the multi-million dollar mark. And again, today we're going to be talking about achieving financial abundance. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring Susie Carter up on screen. Welcome, Susie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm breathing going, I'm going to let go last year. I'm going to let go last year. (laughs) Not yesterday, new year, new beginning, last year. Let's be present to what we can create this year so that we can have an amazing breakthrough in our financial abundance. Thank you for having me here. This is my jam, my passion, my mojo, and I'm excited. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And thank you for doing that with me. Absolutely. I mean, shaking off yesterday, that's just a metaphor for what's getting in the way of where we want to be right now here in this moment. And last year is very relevant because we are recording this at the very beginning of 2023. So thank you for doing that with me, Susie. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm a great coach because I'm a good student, right? I'm going to be I'm going to be obedient to what we have to talk about on this show. I think that makes the difference between a great coach is I don't sit on my mountaintop. I'm going to share what breakdowns I had last week, last year, right? When COVID hit, right? During the pandemic, during all the chaos that's happening. Because as business owners, we just have to keep going. We got to keep our attitude up. Like you said, got to keep your confidence up. And when the world comes at you, it's hard to keep your confidence up. It's hard to keep that mindset right. It's hard to say, where are my people, the people that get me? Like, that's what I love about your tribe, Kim, is you, we... We, I must say, we were like Pied Piper. Let's get all the great people together. And you've got to surround yourself with those great people so that you can stay in the right mindset in order to create your financial dreams. Susie, uh, yes. So you're totally speaking my language. And I love that. Thank you. Uh, To me, teachers are lifelong students. And that part never goes away. So I love that you, you brought that in. And I love that your background is as a hairdresser. And now here you are you know, growing multi-million dollar companies with people. I mean, that that's fascinating. And and what I love about the guests, and I just want to speak to the audience for a moment here. What I love about the guests that I bring on this show is that they're able to show you that anything is possible. They're able to show you that wherever you've been yesterday does not have to be where you are. You get to choose 
and Susie's going to share more about that with us today. So Susie, okay. I, I have some questions here for you. Let's get started. I, I want to know, I, you know, I first want to start off, what was your biggest lesson in growing and building your own business? Now, this is going to sound kind of corny, but this is what it was. If it's meant to be, it's up to me, right? There's no one going to save you. There's no one on a white horse. There's no like sprinkle fairy dust. There's no magic solution. You've got to, you've got to have that tenacity to go. I'm going to make it. I grew up with nine kids, 11 people in our household, Bobby, Ronnie, Stevie, Terry, Joni, Shelly, Susie, Kelly, Debbie. We had no money. We were poor. And Kim, I don't mean the kind of poor that we're like, we were poor, but life was great. No, we were poor and we were eating government cheese. Like that's the kind of upbringing I had, right? There was nine kids, 1,200 square feet, six girls, three boys, one bathroom. I go back to that house. I'm like, what, how, how did all the kids... We had, we had two bedrooms. My parents converted their, the garage into their bed, two bedroom. Where did we all sleep? Like the girls were all in, all in one bedroom, the boys, another bedroom. My oldest sister, she got the pantry as her bedroom. We were all pissed. My, my dad made this little bed in this pan. It was a closet. Kim, <laughs> why would she get her own room? And it's a closet. Wow. That gave me the foundation of going, okay, no one's giving me anything. There was no allowance, right? We tried allowance and then they did this demerit thing. Like for every time you messed up, you got 10 cents taken away. It was like dollar or something, right? I never had allowance because I was always messing up apparently. <laughs> My little mouth would get me in trouble. So I realized that, okay, I'm not getting allowance. I've got to go hustle. Wow. From the age of 12 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, I was working yard work, house cleaning window cleaning, everything you could sell. Like I was that little kid knocking on your door. Like you want to buy this, you want to buy that, you want to buy this, you want to buy that, right. To get a prize, to get money so that I could have, I'll be honest, this girl time, I could have my own underwear with six girls. Everything was the hand-me-down, right. I just wanted my own underwear. I didn't want hand-me-down underwear. That sounds so silly, but I realized, I realized like at 27 or something, I'm like, what's my fascination with underwear? Right, right. I never had any. <laughs> that those experiences that we have as a kid, they can still show up in our our adult life, and so that that makes sense. I, you know, I know, um, I know someone else who their thing is, you know, they just they love to eat sweets because as a kid they never got it, so it's like a special little treat as an adult. You know, it's whatever it is for you. Um, okay, Susie, tell us more. Tell us more. I know you're not finished. <laughs> The sweet thing I love, we would make cookies, right? You'd make batch of cookies and we all get our own little baggie. Well, I learned early on, this is my mindset, commerce. My brothers would eat their cookies day one. I would sit back and hold my cookies. Because think about nine kids, 11 people in the household. Every day was like Thanksgiving dinner. Every day, like dishes. I'm the dishwasher. We're the dishwasher. We didn't have like a dishwasher. This is back in the day. Dishwasher, that was for rich people, right? And so I would use my cookies to go, one cookies and to get out of my chores, but they would do it. Commerce, my Halloween candy, same thing. I don't eat sweets because I think I trained myself. Hold off because they ate all their chocolate first. Who wants a chocolate bar? Think about laundry, all that laundry for 11 people. We all yeah. had like, who wants chocolate? <laughs> okay, so you had so okay, so you learned early on. You already referenced this, but I want to highlight it to have a mindset that really supports you in being able to. Uh, st- grow your abundance. I mean, uh, uh, initially I hear you saying you took a lot of action. You took a lot of action, but to me, it's all of these things combined. It's the vision, it's the mindset, it's, uh, you know, the, the emotions, how you're aligned with it. And also, and also the action piece. And so you had a lot of the action and I want to just, we just take a moment and highlight the mindset that, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you didn't already say that, that you'd like to share yeah, about how important the mindset? I would is? say your net worth is all about your self-worth. And so nobody taught me about money. Nobody taught me about prosperity. I had to learn that myself. And I, if I looked in my environment, I didn't even know, like you see TV, like we all watch TV and I'm back in the day where we watched Dallas, right? And they had, oh my God, the clothes and the women. I'm like, I want to be that, whatever that is. Now I know how to achieve that, right? But that became like my first mini vision board of, I want these nice things. I went to Joni Ring's house in seventh grade. Now, 
11 people, everything was brown in our house, right? Brown, okay. brown sofa, brown flooring, right? Brown carpet, brown walls, right? You got 11 kids, you got to have brown because that's dirty. I walked into Joni Ring's house, everything was pristine white. Wow. Her, her bedroom was white and a soft pink. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Like white, you can't survive white in my house, right? Back in the day. And so I realized like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? So that's what had my work ethic, right? And my dad said, Sue, you can do whatever you want, get a job. So that's what I did. I'm like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job. At 18, they said, in 18, you're out, right? There wasn't like, let's go to college, figure out what, no, you're out. Go get married, go get a job, whatever you want to do. Well, my little spicy ass, Kim, <laughs> said at 17, I'm almost 18, I'm going to move out. Okay, I was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken. So I move out with my girlfriend at 17. This is so bad. I left a note. I left a note. I'm moving out. You know, here's where I'll be. There was no cell phone. Could you imagine if your child wrote you a note? I'm moving no. out. <laughs> there was so many of us. They were like, yay, one less kid to feed, right? So there was no other heads up other than a note? Just a note. I just decided one day, like, I'm almost 18. I think I had six months. <laughs> almost 18 I'm out of here nobody's gonna be the boss of me this has been my this has been my journey nobody is the boss of me and that's most of us as entrepreneurs nobody's a boss of you okay. that's why we're entrepreneurs and that's a blessing and a curse right yep it is <laughs> so many hard lessons you know at 17 moving out on your own I still mm -hmm. went to finish high school I worked a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken I still babysat on the weekends I had that hustle muscle of going, I didn't have a safety net. I didn't have a back door. I think too many entrepreneurs, we have a back door, meaning our parents will save us. A man will save you, right? You drain, your credit cards will save you. You think that, but that's not the truth. I never had any of that. I didn't know about credit, right? I just like, I got to hustle money to pay my rent. I got to hustle money to pay this bill. I got to hustle money to get new underwear. I got to hustle money. Was, was there, food. you mentioned self-worth. Was there ever a moment where you questioned if you could do it, where you weren't quite sure if you believed in your ability to accomplish all these things? Girl, my not good enough is in my face. Still to this day, am I good really? enough? Right. It's one of those things. I don't think it ever goes away. Whatever your enough is. I'm not good okay. enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not accomplished enough. That's why you see so many people have all these accolades on their wall because they're trying to be enough. <laughs> right. We're yeah. all looking for what's going to be that thing that Kim's going to see me and think I'm enough. Right. I'm going to be an author. OK, now I'm going to go get my PhD. OK, now I'm going to go take this class. Now I'm going to. And the part of I have to accept I have to look every year. Jen Gottlieb taught me this every year should put your badass list together because you forget what a badass you are. So every year I update my badass list because a lot of us are living off of what we did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, whatever that is. Right. Well, what did we do this year? What have you done in this season? Now, this season could be when the pandemic started. Right. We had to pivot. We had to reinvent. Business is not as usual. That's a badass list, right? Writing a book. This is my 10th book, Power Your Profit. That's a badass list. That is a badass list, right? yeah. To go, and this one is published by Simon & Schuster, so that's really a badass list, right? It's not even like I, all my other work was self-published because, listen, here's why I self-published all my other work. The only publisher in that industry said, we don't want your book. And I'm like, fine, I will open my own publishing company and publish my own stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Susie. Not knowing how to do it, but don't tell me no. Like, right. Why are you telling me now? Like, this is good stuff. And students were asking me, if you had a book, we'd buy it. If you had a book, we'd buy it. Now, I didn't know what any of that meant. I thought, Kim, I would be famous the minute I wrote that first book. And I'm like, I'm going to make millions. <laughs> yep. make That's what everyone thinks. Yep. <laughs> That's a hard lesson. Oh. Right. And I think my tenacity has allowed me to get back up. Like that. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me I can't. And I, that comes from being with nine kids and having to fight and scrap for everything, right? As a kid, it was not fun, but as an adult now, and all drama and all trauma, you look at what was the lesson. What did I learn? Yes. How did it make me a stronger woman? How did it make me a stronger man? How did it make me a stronger parent, right? I love when people use their situation to keep them down. Like, let's not use your situation to keep you down. Let's use your situation to build you up. Like you learned something valuable for that. Even in 2008, Kim, 
uh, I'll probably make you cry. That's 2008, okay. all of us, most of us experienced a financial hardship. The mm. market crashed. I had built 20, spent 20 years building my financial resources, right? I never had a back door. So safety is important to me. Security is important to me, right? I had sold my business for millions, right? I, I had real estate. I had a real estate empire, right? We had about 10 million in assets, right? Between our stocks and our real estate. And I had arrived. I fight. I didn't have to work anymore. 2008 hit. I lost what felt like overnight. Mm. all those assets right when you think i remember being on the floor bawling cramp kim bawling going why i have been a good steward i've I, i've done everything right i i've done like what the hell did i do in a past life or this life what's my problem right yes and my marriage of 17 years who was my partner my ride or die couldn't handle the stress and he moved to singapore and oh left. wow and so i'm like I lost my financial. I lost my man, my, my relationship. I lost, I lost me and I sold my company. So I could not go back in that industry. So I'm like, who am I now? Talk about right. self-worth. I was questioning who am I now? Like, who's going to listen to me? I'm supposed to be this money lady, business lady. And you just lost all this money. Kim, I remember being, I'm getting chills, right? I'm, Good stuff. Yeah. I'm on the floor bawling. And not a pity party, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's that like, I don't have 20 years, nor do I want to do it for 20 years, right? I'm like, I'm tired. I think I was 45 at the time, right? And I'm like, you look 45 now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have a really good esthetician. <laughs> you look fantastic. Okay, keep talking. And I remember just just going, I I, I don't know what to do. And I, you know, I I believe in God. God, I believe that. My gift from God is my life. My gift back to God is what do I do with my life? And on that floor, Kim, falling, going, I don't know. I can't, I just wanted to curl up in a ball, have the biggest pity party. And I heard this voice in my head that said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Get up, get up. You know what to do. It's always been you because when you, when you reach a certain level, you start giving other people credit. I'm going to give Kim credit. I'm going to give my man credit. I'm going to give this credit. It's always been you get up. You know what to do and tell your story. I'm like, Oh hell no, I'm not telling my story. <laughs> so I got up and here's what I realized. It didn't take me 20 years to reaccumulate my wealth because I already knew what to do. I already knew how to build a business. I already knew the mistakes not to do. I already knew, I already had a team of financial experts around me. I knew how to invest. I knew how to buy real estate. I knew how to flip property. I knew how to build a business. I already knew how to do that. That 20 years before is I didn't know my hiney from a hole in the ground. I didn't even know what I didn't even know that I didn't even know. And so now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I know this stuff. I'm good at it. <laughs> and that became my, my confidence back from being so knocked down. And so someone needs to hear this, that this last season has knocked you on your high knee. This last season has taken your breath away. This last season has made you doubt everything in your life. And I'm going to say it is, will be your biggest lesson and your biggest victory. Get up. Don't sit still. Don't stand still. Don't wait. Do it now. And go, whatever happened has happened. Learn from the drama and the trauma. I just kept learning. What did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? I need to know what did I learn? And I learned that I was too over leveraged, right? My, because I've never had a back door, I need my safety. I need my security. So now when I look at my finances, I got a bucket. This bucket, whatever happens, I can retire and still have this bucket, right? Whatever happens, I got this cash. <laughs> so, so that if something like that happens again, I'm like, okay. Where before you think I thought I was invincible and I could keep doing what I was doing. I think we right. all do that, right? I'm yeah. young. I could do that. <laughs> when you have that reality, it's like, I want to, I don't want to be, I remember traveling and we were in uh, Asia and we went to Taipei and we were doing this event and there was a very seasoned, he's the godfather of our industry. 
He was 80 some years old, still doing the hustle, still speaking, right? Still earning his dinner because he didn't plan. He, I said, why are you still doing this? I mean, I know I love it and I want to be in that place if I'm 80 and I want to contribute to women and contribute to, okay, but I don't want to have to do it. That's right. a difference. Yeah, but there's a difference. To do it. He said, I trusted the wrong people. I let people manage my money and I turned a blind eye. Mm. I thought they were handling it. And I've heard that over and over and over from people in our industry of trusting people with their money and not looking at it. I didn't like math either when I started this, Kim. I, like P&L, what? Right? Pricing, what? Wow. I just want to make the money. Yeah. Well, if you don't look at it, then stuff like that can happen. Like I'm in my finances every week, sometimes every day. Right. I'm looking at like my sales goals every day, every week, every month. I'm not waiting till December to go. How was my year? Right. right. I'm looking at it, holding myself accountable, having my team hold accountable. I'm looking at my personal assets to go. I can't just put it all back in my business. And we all do that as entrepreneurs. We put all our money back into our business and then there's no wealth for you. So one of my mantras is wealth is your birthright. It's for you, Kim. It's for me. It's for anyone that chooses. We don't have to be born into wealth. I was not. I was born into poverty. I was born into abuse, physical abuse, sexually abused. Right. So when I look at that to go, y'all, if I could do it, you can do it. Right. So I think someone needed to hear that today. Someone needed to go. If Susie can do it, I can do it. Yeah, Susie, you shared so much that I, I know people uh, <laughs> are like, oh, oh my goodness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want to just uh, acknowledge the quote you just gave, wealth is your birthright. I love that. For anybody who's thinking that, you know, you know, Susie, Susie shared her own story about not coming from wealth, not growing up in wealth, and she decided to create it for herself. And the other thing I want to highlight, I mean, you shared so many awesome uh, your story, just all of your stories is awesome. I love it. Um, and one thing I want to say is even when we have those moments of feeling like we've lost everything, even your story shows that you haven't lost anything because you already knew it all. You, you simply had to reaccess it. And right. We feel like we're recreating and we're starting new and we are to some degree. And yet it's never from rock bottom. If it feels like rock bottom, because you, you still have all that stuff, that knowledge that you gained being that, that student, who becomes a teacher who's still always the student, right? And constantly up leveling. So I, I love everything you shared there because I know many people, myself included, can can relate to the story of feeling like, yeah, you've gotten to where you wanted to be. And then, oh, you know, crap, you lost it all. Something happened, a curveball. And I like to look at it as you're up leveling. You're moving to your next level. And how are you using what did you learn before to support you in that next phase? So and I got massive chills too. And, and Susie, I'll just share because, you know, it's good to share these parts. You shared about losing money in 2008. And I was getting so many chills when you're sharing your story, by the way, which for me is always confirmation of this needs to be spoken and shared. Uh, and for me, 2008 was I had a massive heartbreak that just left me feeling like depleted. And yeah, that, that, oh, yes. <laughs> that took me down and, um, and looking back, I can see how that catapulted me into my next thing too. It's all about you choosing to say, you know what? Okay. I'm going to feel this. I'm going to heal this and I'm going to move beyond what is my next thing. So, okay. So Susie, and let's show everyone. I know you showed, I think you held up your book, but I want to show everyone. So Su Susie's book, I have here. Perfect. There it is. I'm going to put it on screen to power your profits by Susie Carter. Awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's share a little bit more about, about your story and stuff. So if you could do it all again, would, what would you do differently? Well, you know, that's kind of tricky because again, what were the lessons that I learned? Yeah. I think I would have um, maybe not risk as much, right? I think the, okay. the naivety that it will always be there. I can always generate it, which I do, right? I didn't put enough aside for my security, for my safety. Again, coming from an abused background and coming from that relationship that I never felt safe. And so safety is incredibly important to me. Security is incredibly important to me. And money gives me security, right? It doesn't buy me anything. It's just like, 
I know I can take care of me. Because again, nobody was taking care of me, right? And that many kids, both parents worked, right? They weren't around. We were those latchkey kids um, going, what is my comfort level, right? I was building wealth and, and that's important in building wealth. You have to take risks, but I never looked at what does Susie need? Cause I always, one, I thought my, my husband would always be there and that would be my ride or die. And like you experienced in 2008, right? We were, we were freaking frack. He was, he was always like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And then, okay, I'm leaving. Like, what? Rug pulled right out from under you. Holy pulled out from under me. So I felt like together we could do anything. And I realized I've got to, I've got to trust me more. I have to look at my safety. What do I need to feel secure and safe and quit taking care of everybody else? That's I'm so codependent. Like what, do you, what else do you need, Kim? I'll give you more. What else do you need? What else do you need? And I go, wait, why don't I take care of me? If I took care of me as much as I took care of everybody else, how would my life be? And so it really wasn't until that season that I said, I need to take care of me as much as I'm taking care of Kim, as much as I'm taking care of my kids, as much as I'm taking care of my man. As much, I love to love and love to take care of people, but I wasn't loving Susie. And, and that I have to highlight that point. I think that is really key for a lot of people. I, I personally believe at this point that when we have those moments where it seems like everyone else falls away or the people that we relied on, depended on, when they all of a sudden are no longer there to depend on for whatever reason, because it's all about the season of learning to stand more strong in who we are and stand up for ourselves, take care of ourselves, whatever those lessons are that freak us the heck out. Right. Right. And um, so uh, Susie, you mentioned earlier about, you know, being the person who like, doesn't want to look at money and, you know, people, and then, right. You have people who are knock on wood in their eighties, having to do things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't want to do if they had their, their own, you know, uh, nest egg or whatever it may be. So when you work with people today who are coming from that same space. And I got to, you know, I'm, I, I kind of have some of that myself, you know, like I, it's not fun. I mean, I look at the money and stuff, but to like spend time learning about it, it's like, you can consciously know, yeah, that would be really good. And yet, uh, maybe it's cause there's something about it. We don't like that doesn't feel good. W- what do you do with those people to help them get to a space of feeling better about it? Well, the reality is, is we don't want to look at it because we don't want to be accountable or responsible. Let's just tell the truth. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Right. I don't want to look at what did I do? What did I not do? What am I buying? What am I not buying? So I look at my budget every single month and I look at, you know, I have a budget. And when I go outside that budget, I now decide, is that worth buying that, spending that, doing that versus putting it in my retirement, putting it in, you know, my nest egg, paying off, you know, another month of my mortgage or, you know, whatever it is. I don't have debt. Let me say that. I don't have debt. Um, my business is run on my cash flow. And if nice. there's no cash flow there, I'm not putting it on a credit card. Right. Early on, I started using American Express and American Express was a credit card back in the day. But not now. Yeah. You had to pay it off. Right. Because I got in trouble with credit cards when I was young okay. and I, you know, I was I was married. And so my husband. And so that not not the one that last one. I've been, I've been Your husband. I was been. I've been married twice. Right. The I first time I should not have been married. Right. That was just, you know, young and dumb. And, you know, my dad said, go get a job, go get married. I'm like, I could find a husband. I'm good at this. <laughs> oh, how funny. OK. Um, and so. What I realized was, you know, that relationship, I had a bankruptcy, right? Horrible divorce. And I went, never again. I will never do that again. So I started using American Express because back in the day, you had to pay it off. So it taught me the discipline of going, do I need this? Am I feeling a void? Am I feeling a void? Do I need it? Do I want it? And why do I want it? Right? Do I need another pair of shoes? Right. No, I don't need another pair of shoes. When I moved here, so I live in Oregon now. It's beautiful, right? Live right on the river. You don't wear the same kind of shoes as you wore in San Diego. Literally, I am not lying when I tell you this. I I donated 200 pairs of shoes. I had a wall of shoes that were just, and to me, underwears and shoes were my thing because I always had hand-me-down shoes okay. that never fit and always oh. had hand-me-down underwear. So, I, and shoes you don't have to get naked to buy, right? You just right. try them on. Like, I like these. Oh, that'll match this. That'll match that. And so looking at now, go, you know, going, I, 
why do I want that? What is the, what is the hole that I'm feeling inside of me? Most of our compulsive shopping, most of those, those things we're addicted to sex, shopping, spending, uh, whatever it is, right. Is we're filling a hole. So what's the hole? That's the self-worth part is to go. I, I don't need that to make myself feel better. In the beginning of your career, you learn fake it till you make it. So you're you're trying to suit it and boot it and look the look your part. And I believe in that. But then if you never adjust or never work yes. on your self-worth, yes. Or if you don't work on your self-worth, you're always filling that void. And so money for me became, I had to understand it. My first million dollar business was a salon and spa. We were the top 1% in the nation, top 10% in the world. And we earned that right by the productivity we made. And the dollars we produced, we didn't have the biggest team. We only had six people. We did a million dollars in that, in that location. We were on every trade magazine. We won every awards. We were the who's who in the industry. And Kim, that year, I lost $70,000. Now, where do you think that $70,000 came from? Your pocket. Yeah. My savings, my paycheck. So I was like, what the heck? Like, how do I work this hard and have to put money in to my business. You start resenting your business, resenting your team, resenting your significant other, resenting who's not doing whatever they're doing. And I'm working hard. And so in my book, chapter eight is math is money. Money is fun. I started looking at money as a game. Now, back in the day, I was a hairdresser, right? So every haircut represented $50. Every chemical service represented $500. So all my clients were chemically dependent on me. So it just became a game. And the same thing now is I love what I do, but let's make it a game. Yeah. Let's understand what do you have to charge. That $70,000 I lost is because my pricing wasn't set to be profitable. So every client that came in, I lost $20. Literally, it would be like, Kim, come in, I'm going to do your haircut. Let me give you $20. Right? That Equivalent to that. That's what I could have done. I had a more successful business, right? Because <laughs> people yeah. would probably just tipped me more and I would have made more money. <laughs> and well, and I, I also kind of th think of it as the rates that you charge, are they matching what would be equivalent to the self-worth that you have? So I'm, I'm not trying to, I know you get what I'm saying. It, it, it's because if that's out of alignment, then that resentment can start to show up like, yeah. okay, well, I'm doing what I love and I'm getting paid for it, but oh, I'm feeling resentful. But if you're being paid enough, you're being, you know, help filled up enough, but it's not just about well, what is enough, right? We don't have right, the yeah. to what is enough. People aren't teaching our, we're not teaching what should that base price be yeah. right in chapter, you know, eight math is money. Money is fun. I'm showing you exact. The reason this book is so powerful is because it's everything I did wrong. And then what are the tools that I did to do right? Right. From taking my business to, from losing a million dollar business, losing 70,000 to building 10 multi-million dollar businesses to $10 million businesses because I fell in love with the numbers. And I, math is creative. It, nobody teaches you that, right? They just told you you're good or bad. Mr. Syverson in, in 10th grade said, I hope you never get a job that you have to do math. I'm like, first of all, who is putting the alphabet in math? That makes no sense because <laughs> we're doing algebra, right? <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah. Why is there the alphabet involved? That's not math, right? <laughs> And to this day, I stand by that, right? And go, and that conversation, you're not good at it, don't do it, had led me to poor decisions. I'm not good at this, wow. so I won't look at it. I'm not good at this, so I'll just get another credit card. I'm not good at this, so I won't say it. I'm not good at this, so... So what, what you're doing, you're, um, you're completely... I, I feel like you're highlighting, you know shift your perspective on it and, and pair it up with how you feel about yourself. And, and anyway, you're bringing all those components that I mentioned earlier, the mindset, the emotions, the action and the vision. Um, so let me just, let's touch on that for a quick, a quick moment. Did you ever have the vision that you would have, you know, this, that you'd be growing multi-million dollar companies or what was the initial vision? Because yeah. it grows as we grow. Yes. I knew I, was, I said La Jolla. So La Jolla is in San Diego. I knew early on, I remember being in a goal setting class and there, I'm like, I want a house on the hill that overlooks the ocean in La Jolla. And he's like, I think you need to tame your goals down. I'm like, I think you need a new job because don't tell me to tame my goals. <laughs> exactly. I, I just knew I didn't want to live where I lived. I okay. didn't want to be in Brown. I didn't want to be it just was I, I want some, I want to feel and even in my homes now I want to feel 
Like, I feel like I'm on vacation, right? It's a beautiful day. I'm having a sun show because I'm on vacation, right? Might be, I'm looking in the camera, but to go, that's important to me to feel successful. I'm going to see if right. I can make you bigger. Let, let's, let's take a look at Susie. Is this going to work? Oh, it's not working. Okay. never mind. Forget it. So even my first real car, right? So I think I was um, 23, you know, I bought a Mercedes now 23. I wow. go, this is what I want. I want, this is, this is important to me. Now, a lot of years, I, again, I was filling that hole for my self-esteem, but it was like, for me, I wanted to be somewhere. So goal setting became an incredibly important tool in my life. Goal setting, vision boards, like incredible tool to help me get there. I have a whole, it's called a life book. And every area in my life, my relationship, my social life, my physical body, my integrity, my intellect, um, my man, right? My romantic relationship. So every area of my life has a vision, has a mission, has action items. They're not all this year, right? Some of them are, you know, five, 10 years down the line. Most millionaires, most successful, and I don't mean you did a million, I mean your, your accumulation, your net worth, not okay. businesses can do a million dollars, who cares? Because I lost $70,000 that year. We don't care about that. I care about how much we're accumulating for your building your own wealth versus just doing the top line. It's important to do the top line, but if there's nothing left over, we haven't built your wealth. We've built a business. So I want to build that wealth with you. I, I, I want to highlight what you were saying about you didn't quite have the self-worth but because so I can hear some people saying, well, but how did she, you know, how did she manifest all that if she didn't have the self-worth? She didn't have that emotional fulfillment piece because she had decided what she was going to do and she had the strength of that momentum going for her. So I, I just want to highlight that for all my law of attraction people who are trying to figure, you know, put the pieces together. How did this work for her? She decided she didn't waffle in her mindset. That was a very strong, firm piece. And then the other stuff grew as she continued to grow. So Susie, uh, do you have any affirmations, abundance affirmations that you use or that you recommend for people? Or what's your take on, on affirmations and abundance and profits and all that? I do. I just got chills. Um, so the first one that I trained myself on, I put it on a little three by five index card like you used to study with. I don't know how to study, but that's what people say, right? <laughs> they put them on these little cards. That's what people say, yeah. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I had it on a card and, it's, and the chant is whether you're writing a check, paying a bill, when a bill comes in, right? When I'm writing a check to you or I'm, now we're Venmo or whatever we're doing, I say this little prayer. And it's I'm prosperous, I'm prosperous, I'm prosperous now. All that I have, all that I love, blesses and multiplies. I will say that chant 10, 20 times a day. If I get a call, if my man is really nice to me, I'm like, I am prosperous, I'm prosperous. It's just a little jingle in my head that I say, right? It allows me to be present to what I'm thankful for. On my computer right now, this is the, this is the um, if you want miracles in your life, put this little tag on your computer, on your, in your bathroom, on your mirror. Everything is going my way. Yes. Everything is going my way. Everything is going my way everything is going my way. You'll start closing where before you're like, I'm scared to have this thing. No, everything's going my way. People are going to get on my books. Everything's going my way. And like you said, if we have a lot of law of attraction people. So one of my first uh, long-term coaching clients was Lisa Nichols. And Lisa Nichols is known for, you know, abundance now, no matter what. And people would call our office, Kim and go, I am, I am doing what Lisa said. I am thinking about it and I'm going to my mailbox and there's no money. I'm like, well, girl, what is your action? There's no money going to come if there's no action. If you don't put anything out in the universe, okay, you might get a refund for something, but I'm putting it in the universe and then I have the solid action. Does yes. it always work? No, it doesn't always work. Business is like this combination lock. Relationships, like this combination lock. Parenting, like this combination lock. Marketing, like this combination lock. Remember being in school doing these suckers and you could not open it because you were in a hurry? Like one little tick off. There's only yes. three numbers. One little tick off and you could stand there for five minutes trying to get this stupid thing open. This is business. That's relationships. That's a really good metaphor using the lock, right? Because you could know the combination. Oh, it's these three numbers. But then if you never actually put your fingers on the dial and turn them what good does it do you? You're not going to open it. Right. So it's, it, yeah, they all go together. I, I love that you, you highlighted that part. Susie, well, and I we're, think we're looking for the silver bullet as entrepreneurs. There is yes. no silver bullet. 
There's no silver bullet. There's no magic wand. There's no sprinkle fairy dust. There's no unicorn, right? It's roll up your sleeves, put a plan in place, put a budget in place, get the discipline every single day. It's not what I want to. No, we've got to put 10 units of energy in to get one unit of result. Once we get that momentum going, you put one unit of energy in to get 10 units of results. You're not putting the energy in. You're sitting back waiting. I'm going to meditate on it. No, get to work. Okay. And we, I, I, yes, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I want to say the meditation piece is very valuable too, but you have to have the action. Yes. Oh, I meditate every day. I call it prayer. I'm in my prayer Perfect. time. I'm meditating. I'm, you know, and then I dissect, what did I do wrong? What do I need to do and get clear? Cause my mindset, my net, my yes. self-worth is my net worth. Right. Oh. Okay, so so we're nearing the the end of the show, but I, I want to uh, speak to you know I help people reclaim their authentic self, and so I this is something that has been a challenging piece for for myself and and other people about about where do we fit in the structure with allowing yourself to be your authentic self and still do things your way. I, and I've been finding those pieces for myself, but I'd love to hear from you. You know, how does that fit in for, for people who are, you know, I'm, I'm not cookie cutter and I don't want to do things the way 8 million other people do them. What do you have to say to speak to those people? The first thing I'm going to say is the degree of your aliveness is to the degree of your integrity. Everything okay. you do is blocking that energy we're bringing that energy in. Right. Let me give an example. So if I'm out of integrity, me, Susie, and I'm talking about financial wealth and I'm not building my financial wealth. Yes. That's when you guys go, I don't know, something's off about her. I don't know. I get this weird feeling about her, right? The tongue in my mouth, what I'm saying and the tongue in my shoe are going in the same direction where a lot of, there's a lot of charlatans in our industry where the tongue in their mouth, do as I say, not as I do. We heard that as a kid. The tongue in your mouth and your tongue in your shoe are going in different directions. And so I learned that authentically, right? I used to try to be perfect. And the more I shared my breakdown, the more standing ovations I got, the more sales I closed, the more people said, I want to work with you. And I'm like, you guys are freaking cuckoo. I just told you I lost $10 million and now you want to work with me? Like, it's not my portfolio. It's not, it's like, no, no, no. Let me show me who you are in the dark of the night. And are you consistent? And are you who you are? That's authenticity. Yes. Right. And I, I had to, we are all learning it, but I had to learn that by trying to be somebody I wasn't right. I remember being on stage, there was 300 people in the audience and I'm teaching, um, you know, how to hire, how to fire, how to keep your team. Like it was this, you know, really heady thing. And in the back of my head, I'm being sued by an employee. In the back of my head, I had to fire somebody and I'm like going, and here's what you do. And then, and I'm like, you guys, this, it was just like that come to Jesus moment in your right. life. Like, I got to say, I'm so full of shit right now. Yes, you need all that. But here's what's happening to me right now. I'm being sued. Do I need to be sued? No, I took such good care of that person and I'm being sued. Right. And I got to go home and fire somebody because they're not doing the work, but I need somebody so I can't fire them. So I feel in this conundrum girl, they stood up and gave me a standing ovation. I'm like, you guys are cuckoo. They're like, well, finally we can relate to you because you had yourself on this pedestal. I'm like, I did. I was just trying to, you know, be perfect to give you what you needed. And the reality is we don't want perfect. You want to see my flaws. I want to see Kim. Fa yes. I want to see her success. I want to see, I want to hear her mountaintop, but at the, in the end of the day, in the dark of the night, what did you do to get back up? Are you willing? Are you willing when you fall, when you get that rug burn, when you face fall, are you willing to get back up? But more importantly, are you willing to grab somebody else's hand to do it? To go, I, I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to get up and I'm going to bring him with me. I'm going to get up and bring so-and-so with me. Like that's your authentic self. Quit trying to be somebody you're not. You just okay. have to know more than the student that you're enrolling. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. We can thank go you. all day, girl. We can go all day. It's been I, know. <laughs> I you know, I, I love everything you said. And so what's coming up for me, because I, I know people are like, oh, oh yeah, this, you know, this, this resonates with me, you know, for this reason or that reason. And here's what I want to say, because you know that everything Susie said is true. And I want to add some extra pieces to that. 
You grow through what you go through. And I also want to say, if you're not ready to, you know, this has been a hard lesson for me to learn too. If you're not ready to share something, then you don't have to force yourself. You love yourself through it. You are it. You are perfectly imperfect as we all are. And when you have those road bumps, love yourself so that you can get to that space of integrity Susie's talking about and share it freely. I, Susie, when I first started putting myself out there on camera, I, uh, Oh, I had to delete it. It was horrible. Um, but it was one of the, I, it was one of these moments where I'm like, okay, I got to share myself and I'm putting myself out there. And then it was a horrendous video moment where I shared way too much, way too soon. And I, I had people saying, Kim, what's wrong with you? And it's like, no, I thought I was doing the right thing. <laughs> right. And so, and so I just, I, I want to kind of like, just for those people who are like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know why you're getting there because Susie's speaking exactly what resonates for all of us. We want to be in integrity with who we are, with what we're putting out there, how we're showing up in the world and allow yourself to be in the process. Don't just close yourself off from it and then go forward, mindfully grow forward. So but I think Kim, that's why they need a you. That's why you need to meet. You can't do this alone. I can't, I, I did not get here by myself, right? I've got three financial coaches, a business coach, a health coach, a personal development coach, AKA therapist, right? To, to work through my baggage. Cause my baggage keeps you in that mask. Yes. My facade keeps me hiding. So you don't see what I went through where the reality, like you said, 2008, you, you had the rug pulled out from me from a love thing. Mm -hmm. How'd you get back up? Right. Some people just go, I'm not doing that again. Right. Some people say right. I'm not doing business again. Some people say I'm not investing in stocks again. Some people say I'm not investing in real estate again. Mm -hmm. The minute I got some free cash flow, I went right back into it to go. This has made me millions. I just need to do it again. That just not so heavy. <laughs> Exactly. Right. And find someone like Kim that will hold you accountable, that will show you what you don't want to see, tell you what you don't want to hear. So you could be the person you knew you could be. If you have a yes coach and they're just trying to please you and they want to like you, fire them. They're not doing their job. I can tell you, if you work with me, you're not going to like me all the time. You're not supposed to like me. You're supposed to do the work and get the results. If you're not doing the work, I'm on you. I'm coming for you. Right. If you don't do the work with Kim, she's coming for you. Because that's how you get the breakthrough. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I, drop the mic, Kim. Drop the mic. Drop the, <laughs> yeah, I have those moments where I just like cut my clients off and I say no. <laughs> and I have to tell them. But yeah, you're going to learn how to love yourself forward. Right. That's what you're going to learn working with me. So um, Susie, I love speaking with you and hearing all your stories. And I want to make sure people know where they can go to connect with you. So I'm going to put your website up on the screen. Where did it go? Where did it go? Here it is. And um, what else would you like to share with people if they'd like to reach out to you and connect with you and get your book? Yeah. Off? So listen, go to our website. And my name is Susie Carter, C-A-R-D as in dollar and dinero E-R because I'm the money lady. Right. And so we've got a ton of free stuff there. I have a YouTube channel, social media channel, all my name. I'm easy to find. Right. And then reach out. So if you want to work with me, I don't work with everyone. Let me just tell you that. I don't work with everyone. You've got to be ready. You got to be ready mentally. You got to be ready to do the work because I'm not pushing anybody uphill. I'm too old. <laughs> Good for I you. That's for people that want to do the work to get the result because I have some amazing results inside of my tribe and my community because they just follow the plan. This is a seven figure roadmap. It'll take uh -huh. you to $10 million. Follow the plan. If you can't afford to work with me, follow the plan. Start here. Can't afford, you know, to go into coaching or program. I've got low hanging fruit there. I've got programs that are, you know, under $2,000, whatever. Just start being in action, but you've got to be responsible for your own financial well-being. There's no one's going to save you. you. Whether you like it or not, I didn't either. I didn't either. I'm your sister. Right. right. Just to go, what do I need to do to harness this so I can build a business that's profitable, not just build a million dollar business? My goal in the beginning was I'm going to build a million dollar business. I didn't think about profit. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, woo. <laughs> oh and my God. That's so funny. The, <laughs> you are so funny. I'm myself crack up. <laughs> um, 
no one's going to save you because you get to save yourself. And I think that is the hard pill to swallow. And yet also the blessing in disguise, because it's an incredibly empowering thing. So I I, want to again, tell everyone what your website is. So suzycarter.com. It's spelled S-U-S-I-E-C-A-R-D as in a D as in uh, delicious. delicious. <laughs> yes, the D is in delicious. Er.com, SusieCarter.com. And Susie, do you have any? You already, you already dropped so many, but I don't know. Do you have any final words you'd like to share before I go ahead and drop you back down into the lobby? Yes. If your gut is resonating with you to reach out to me, reach out to me. Don't wait. Right. This is your season. This is your season, and you need help to get there. You got to have someone help, whether it's me or somebody else, whether it's me or it's Kim, you've got to have that ride or die that believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. Get into action. Action is the antidote for despair. Ooh, love that. Okay, Susie, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm Stay right there. Stay right there. I'm, I'm going to see you at the very end while I close out the show here. So I'll see you again soon. All right. Oh my goodness. Let me know what you were taking away from today's conversation. There was so much here. I love I love that we were able to speak to the, the action piece and the mindset piece, as well as how you're going to love yourself into action, into doing those things that were maybe once a struggle, challenging, hire an expert who knows what they're talking about, who can really speak to going from literally having very, very little to creating so much abundance for herself. Everything is possible. Every day is a new day. I'm going to say it again. Wherever you were yesterday does not have to be where you are today. And and I wanted to say this part earlier too. It's not about reaching for that huge thing off the bat. You can certainly have that vision, have that intention, have that goal. And what's just your next thing right now? That is enough. That's going to support you in continuing to grow and move forward. Don't, don't let the big vision scare you away. Let that inspire you. And you just do that one thing you can do right now, which is maybe simply reaching out to Susie. Say, hey, let me check out her website. Let me send her an email. Let me look at what she's got going on. Get her book, whatever it may be. So I will leave you with that. Have an amazing rest of your day, everybody. I'm going to close out the show here and I'll see you all again very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.